Ball Talk Daily, episode 27. This episode is brought to you by StackWap.com. StackWap.com slash podcast. Check out the podcast section on the on the uh, StackWap.com website. We have a new podcast session. You could download podcast and do everything, subscribe, all that shit from StackWap.com now. As well as the Blunt Talk with LT page. You can also watch the videos from the podcast because Blunt Talk with LT does videos. Ball Talk Daily used to, does not currently. May Videos may come back in the future. But for now, just Blunt Talk with LT videos. Everything else, audio. Okay, so let's get to um the win column finally for the Lakers. Winning a game against the Pelicans, Anthony Davis played, only played 21 minutes. I don't understand what they're doing to this guy's stats in his career. Why would they play? Why are the Pelicans playing Anthony Davis but such limited minutes where it's ruining his career stats? It's ruining his averages. It's ruining everything. Like, what's the point of even playing? Like, you're just ruining the man's career at this point. He's 25. He's, he's been in here from early. He could be building career stats for the future to compile to be like, you know, add to his legendary his Hall of Fame resume in seven years. But it's like, give him a chance to accumu- uh, uh, fucking accumulate these stats. I don't know, man. This this whole limits restriction, dropping 22 and 5 in like 21 minutes, it's like you, if you played the whole game, how much would it be? Like, you know what I mean? Regardless, I think the Lakers would have won that game. The, the, the way they were playing, they looked like they were determined to win that game from early. LeBron looked like he had a little more lift in his step and a little more burst in his first step the Lakers looked decent last night still a lot of problems I'm having I I don't like the starting lineup they went with that small ball lineup like why didn't you start JaVale McGee he was five for five he played good while he played I don't understand what the disdain for JaVale McGee is from the coach I don't know if he just too much bonehead decisions but I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck happened to Josh Hart. Josh Hart played 10 minutes, didn't score a single point. He's like, what happened to him? He used to be the the, the guy that they'd be like, okay, Josh Hart can hit the three. He, he played good in summer league. I don't know if he's been dealing with injuries this whole time, but no information is coming out on him. I'm pretty sure he has to have been injured because he just doesn't look right out there, and he's not getting the playing time, and he's not having the effectiveness. It's He needs to play himself back into rhythm and – I don't know, man. It's not been looking. It hasn't been looking good for Josh Hart recently or at all this season. He's only averaging eight points a game this season. Averaging 25 minutes per game. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is averaging more points on less minutes. I don't know what happened to his minutes. These guys, man. Contavious Caldwell-Pope shooting 34% from the three. Josh Hart shooting 33% from the three. It's like they're shooting the same percentage as Lonzo Ball, and they tried to act like Lonzo Ball wasn't a, a good shooter. Yeah, Lonzo Ball shooting terribly from the free throw line. But overall from the field, he's shooting just as well as Josh Hart is, and he's putting up more points. So when Lonzo gets back, like Josh Hart's minutes is even going to get more cut because Reggie Bullock's shooting well from the three. This is a very tricky and interesting roster to put together, but... If I'm going to put this thing together on paper, I'm putting JaVale McGee in back of the starting lineup. I don't know why they got rid of, um, what's his name, Zubach. Why did they get rid of that guy? 
if they if you know uh Tyson Chandler is just withering away just getting older by the second just looking awful out there like that was a bad pickup yeah he was good for one game literally but that was a bad pickup JaVale McGee is not getting the the consistent playing time but he's He's a, you know, high screen and roll guy, throw him an alley-oop, shooting 60% from the field, gets his rebounds here and there. I feel like earlier in the season, he was with more minutes, and when he was starting and he was in heavily in the rotation, he was playing well, especially with Lonzo there. Like, they don't, they, people understand, they, the, the playmaking, the ability, the, the, the fast passes, the progress up court, the instant offense that Lonzo provides really helps this team gel together because when I look at their their roster on a paper I'm like how are they going to figure this shit out like when Luke Walton goes into his uh little coaching mode and trying to get the team together to, to play a game it's like how the fuck do you even work with this team like what do you even do JaVale McGee's PER is 20.8 which is pretty high for someone that plays such little minutes JaVale McGee has the second highest PER on the team JaVale McGee should be in the starting lineup I don't, I don't understand why he's not in the starting lineup. It really just doesn't make sense to me. Or from the last game. I don't know, because they won this game, he feels like this is going to be something good to build on. No, you're playing the Bucks next. Probably, well, the best team in the league, record-wise. And one of the hardest games of the season because they're literally clinging on to their, their playoff hopes. It's like, yeah, they have a couple more losses than the, the eighth in the seventh seed just two more losses but you have four less wins so you really have to add on those wins and go on a winning streak without losing and you cannot you cannot pencil in a win i keep saying this you cannot pencil in any wins for the lakers their team is too inconsistent it's there's no chemistry there's no continuity here hearts playing terribly tavis caldwell pope is playing terribly lonzo's still injured your team is not the same team you began the season with. They looked good last night because LeBron played with a lot of effort. LeBron, if LeBron just plays maximum effort from now to the end of the season, the way he played, he played good last night, but if he plays like even better and plays maximum effort, I don't think we have a problem here, even with the deficiencies of the team. As long as Luke Walton keeps a steady rotation and keeps their fucking bigs in the starting lineup, because if there's no bigs there, they're going to get torched. They wanted to put... Uh, play small ball because they had Rondo in the starting lineup, and they know that eliminates some shooting. So they don't want to have Rondo and JaVale McGee in the starting lineup where there's really no shooting because Rondo and JaVale, that's two bad shooters. And then you, what, you're having LeBron, Kuzma, and Ingram. That's not enough shooting. That's not good enough shooting to space the floor and play the way they want to play. So they don't want to play that. That's why if they play McGee, they're going to have to have Bullock. I see the problems with the roster. If they have if Lonzo comes back, Problem solved because Lonzo, as much as they want to make, you know, a big deal out of his percentages and stuff, Lonzo could shoot the ball. Fuck his, fuck the percentages, man. Sometimes the percentages like mislead. Like they don't take, they don't factor in uh, bad shots, uh, bad shot selection in the percentages. So they they really think, okay, you can't really shoot. You're not a good shooter. But some of the shots you take are just bad at the end of the clock or. Uh, half court shots at the end of the quarter like some people don't care about their percentages that much and they'll heave and they'll fuck up their percentages but really and truly they're not the worst shooters Lonzo is not a bad shooter from three at one point this season he was shooting 40 percent from from three he's a good shooter from three Lonzo comes back and balances out the team he's terrible from the free throw line 
I'm not going to ever give him that excuse. He's not a good shooter from the free throw line. He needs to get that shit together. But other than that, Lonzo comes back. They have a legit chance. We don't know when Lonzo's coming back. He's been gone forever, and there's no update. So it's a very slim chance. They say 2%, 3% chance to make the playoffs. Like, okay, the, the Clippers are 34-29. and 29. The Spurs are 34-29. and 29. They kind of been losing recently, especially the Spurs. The Spurs are three and seven in the last ten games. I don't expect that to keep up, and that's where we have problems. The Spurs are just going to ascend more. They're a really good home team. They're twenty three and seven at home. I don't see that record dipping. I see that record only getting better. The Clippers, yeah, that record might dip, but the Kings are also getting better at the same time. They lost yesterday by one point in overtime too. The Bucks, but the Kings and Marvin Bagley got injured, but it wasn't as serious as I thought. I thought it would be a like a tear because he was down screaming for so long and crying and shit. I thought he actually like tore his ACL, MCL, meniscus or something, but they're saying it's just a knee sprain. So I don't know. His reaction was kind of crazy for a knee sprain. It's like, yeah, I understand you're hurt and shit, but you didn't tear anything. It was just a sprain, bruh. Like exhibit a little more toughness than that. No offense. Um, yeah, the Kings are still ascending. They have a great line. They have a great roster. They got rid of Amon Schumper, but getting the acquisition of Harrison Barnes. Like, Harrison Barnes is a really solid player. Having Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich or whatever his last name is. I can't say his name. <laughs> Him off the bench, that three-point shooter. You have De'Aaron Fox, uh, Cauley Stein. Like, their team is good. Their team is solid. Their team is, you know, has great chemistry, great continuity. The Lakers, talent-wise, healthy roster, they're, they're better than the Kings easily, especially the fact that they have LeBron James, the best player in the world. But they haven't been healthy. They've been injured so much. They have terrible chemistry, bad continuity, suspect coaching, and that's why the Lakers are one game behind the Kings. But the Kings aren't really my concern. If they were just competing with the Kings for the playoff spot, being one game behind, not a big deal. It's the fact that they're just they're three games back, and the way they're back, it's not just out of losses and wins. It's not it's not a balanced three games back. So they really have to go on a fat winning streak, and I don't know if this game this team's capable of it. If they beat the Bucks, they're thirty one and thirty one. They put themselves in a, in, a, in, a, in a position to make the playoffs, go for a run. Because they got Phoenix after that. If you're gonna if you're gonna pencil in any win of the season, it has to be at Phoenix. I know it's on the road, but come on. If you can't beat Phoenix, you you really don't deserve to make the playoffs. If they if they lose to Phoenix, might as well just pack it up, rest LeBron for the rest of the season. Like it's that serious. But if they can beat Milwaukee, go to thirty one and thirty one, keep le- keep no losses in that fucking loss category, you you can make a push. And then you beat Phoenix, you go to 32 and 31. Fuck whatever the other teams are doing. But if they, if, if, but that's the thing. If the other teams keep winning, their record just keeps stretching it out. But don't worry about the other teams. That's, this is what I would be advising. Just worry about winning. Worry about not letting that loss column get bigger. Focus on that win column. Beat the, the Bucks. Beat the, you know the uh, the Phoenix Suns. You go to thirty two and thirty one. Then you play the late the the Clippers. You give a you give yourself a chance to actually ruin their record and make grounds. Now fuck your 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 just regular wins against like Milwaukee or Phoenix if you can pull those off because those are wins. You don't know what the the Clippers can do. They can win too. You're not really making up ground. The fact that you have the chance in the fourth to play them, you can make up ground. 
send them spiraling. Then they have Boston, Denver, Boston. Yikes, hard schedule. Chicago's an easy game. Toronto, you know, it's not looking good for the Lakers. It's a really, uh, it's a real uphill climb. The best thing they have going for them is the fact that they play the Clippers twice again, twice for the rest of the season. They're only three games back of the Clippers, and they got two meetings with them. So if they play better than the Clippers marginally from here on out and then they win both of their meetings, they make the playoffs. Just beat the Clippers. It's that simple. You have the Clippers in your sight. Beat them twice. Play good. You make the playoffs. Fuck, I don't care about your seeding. People are like, oh, but they got to reach for that seven seed. No, they don't. No, they don't. Make the fucking playoffs. I don't care if you lose to Golden State. Who cares if you get swept? Just make the playoffs. That simple. LeBron keeps his title as best player in the world. The Lakers move positive into the next direction for the next years. You you get those young, the, you know, players some experience. You give them more value if you're going to trade them. Regardless, it's it's just good. Nothing negative, only positive. Make the playoffs, Lakers. Eighth seed or not, swept or not, doesn't matter. It's going to be a very uphill push, but focus on that win column. That win column. Ball Talk Daily episode 27. This episode is brought to you by StackWap.com. StackWap.com slash podcast. StackWap.com slash shop. Yerp.